forever. Dog. The most frightening book Stephen King has ever written. This week on the podcast, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction and then every once in a while, something else. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Lindy Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are covering because there was a new movie out for it, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, uh, written or published in 1983, written earlier than that because Stephen King and his wife, Tabitha, and his friend, Peter Straub, were so horrified by it. <laughs> which is crazy to me mm-hmm. it's not that horrifying it's mostly a novel about grief yeah i think you know now because like we live in a world where um like torture porn and all that shit exists maybe but also just like stephen king's other books i know like the shining i know i think it's people people just like don't like kids dying for some reason it's just like get over just it get over it it's uh, maybe like, that's a it? story. <laughs> it's just a story. Well, I we went and saw the new movie, mm-hmm. and we thought it was dumb. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I said about it was, it did not move me emotionally at all. I didn't Whereas, give a shit about anybody in it. Not one little shit. No. Whereas when I read the book after Gage died. I cried for like 15 minutes straight while reading the book, like Mm -hmm. just tears coursing down my face Mm -hmm. as I'm reading the funeral and the fight with the, with Rachel's dad. Mm -hmm. It was so, so sad. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think the moment I didn't cry at all. I got misty at one part and it was the chapter that is so cruel and it is the one where Stephen King is like, mm, it was just a dream. He was watching his son. Oh, wait, that's not his son. This is the dream. Every- yeah. It's still fucked up. Yeah. Which is like, such a real grief thing. Yeah. You imagine that it's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I wouldn't say that this book is, su- I mean, maybe I just have like emotional problems, but like... I didn't think that this book was crazy scary. No. It's not really that scary. It's not scary. It's just sad. Yeah. It's it's very disturbing. It's disturbing. And it's certainly horror, but it's not scary. Yeah. And we also watched the 1989 film. Yeah, it turns out. I finished it right before you got here. I watched it now. last night. did you nights think ago? it was better? Yeah. It was way better. Yeah. I mean, it has that kind of like dated look to it, of course. Yeah. Where it's like the production value doesn't seem like it was that great. No. And like the acting felt very 80s. Yeah. That being said. But Lewis is a hunk. Lewis is hunky-licious. He's so hot. He looked a little bit like Jason Bateman. Yeah. I like see that. young Jason Bateman. And then the wife is like cool short hair mom. Denise Crosby. Yes. I can't like she's just Tasha Yar from Star Trek Next Generation to me. It's I don't think she's a great actress. Here's the thing. You can't not see her. 
And you can't not think, I wish Worf was here. <laughs> that being said, where is Data? Yeah, Are where they going to have a disturbing sex <laughs> experience together? <laughs> I mean, that being said, uh-huh. also the guy that plays Judd is, what's his name? Uh, Herbert. Frank Gwynn. Okay. Why did I say Herbert? Because he plays Herman Munster. There we go. Yeah. Look, it's all. <laughs> it was in there. It's, it's, it was in there. It's all little like marbles in, in my little walnut brain. Mm-hmm. He Judd is like the kind of campy that I wish the director let John Lithgow be. Yeah. Because John was Lithgow actually, can be campy. Yes. Well, he was doing a main accent and John Lithgow wasn't. Nobody was doing a main accent. It was unclear in the where they recent, were. But maybe the accents are tamer now. Maybe. No, no, no. But isn't the whole point of a Stephen King experience to be lost in time? And in Maine? Yes. And in Maine. Okay, listen. Has to be shit town. Shit town. Small town. Maine. Maine. Most people are terrible. Dairy. Very Blood bad. low. Very bad. I mean, dairy's the worst. Dairy's the worst for sure. Yes. Or where's the town that uh, Carrie grew up in? I don't know about that. I don't know if that I was I don't think she's Maine. in Maine, but she's in a small town. Yeah, because that was his first. Because that was maybe the ultimate shit town. What a first. What a first. What a good book. Loved that book. Yeah. Remember that? Stephen That's uh, You amazing. can check that out. Patreon.com slash Dean Creeps. Yep. We covered it. Um, I did really love this book. And I liked the movie, the, 18, the 89 movie. I did too. I was pleasantly surprised. I was remembering it as being goofier than it actually turned out to be. Like, Gage is so fucking cute. He's, He's crazy so cute. cute which crazy cute. I saw that movie when I was eight at a slumber party, and Gage and Pax Cal mm-hmm. made that movie for me. I was like, well, Gage is so yes. cute, and I'm very upset that he died, and I'm very upset that now he's killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Pax Cal is terrifying. But also, so like, scary. like he is could be your boyfriend. The funniest part He's of the movie. He's so funny. That moment when um, Denise Crosby is on the plane heading back to Maine to try to, like, yes. save Lewis. And he's, it just pans over to him. And he's also sitting in a seat. Yeah. And it's just like, mm, do, 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 do. Also, good job. Like, I, yeah, I like when she, like, wakes up from this terrible nightmare and he just, like, kind of chuckles. I was like, yeah, good on you. I like you. <laughs> I liked him. He... Yeah, MVPs. MVPs for sure. Gage, very cute. Mm-hmm. Also, like, for a little kid, pretty good at being evil. Really, like, a lot of expressions. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of expressions out of him. And I know that a lot of his dialogue as evil Gage mm-hmm. was ADR. But they did a but pretty good job. They did a pretty good job. And he was... was passable. The Like, honestly, the part where he kills Gage mm-hmm. and he's like, no fair, no fair, no fair. I was like, wow, this kid's good. Yeah. It was sad too. When he's, it's like him saying no fair is the funniest slash saddest mm-hmm. thing. No fair. Cause that's the evil talking, but mm-hmm. it sounds like little Gage. I know. I know. So, okay. Let's, so I guess let's traipse through the book. Yeah. Let's, let's, Rapid fire book plot. Uh huh. So we start there. It, we've got Lewis Creed mm-hmm. in the 1989 movie Hunk Dead Doctor. Mm-hmm. In the 2019 movie 
Jason Clark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are moving to Ludlow, Maine, where he is going to be the doctor at the university there. It's his wife, Rachel. They're eight. They're six-year-olds in the book, daughter Eileen, mm-hmm. which I don't know why her name isn't Eileen in either movie. Her it's name very is, confusing. Okay, her name is Eleanor in the 2019 2019 what is it in ellen oh right or was he just saying ellie a lot well they call her ellie in the book why don't they just why not just be eileen i don't know like if you're if the nickname is ellie regardless Mm -hmm. have it be what the name is in the book Mm -hmm. that's confusing it is confusing yeah so anyway she's like five or six and Mm -hmm. then we've got little gage he's two Mm -hmm. they're driving there he has, like, he's a bit tired. He's having one of those moments where you sort of just want to, like, abandon your family. Yeah, he's like, ugh, I wish I could go to Disney World. I'll take Gage. He, not yet. Oh, wait, he doesn't care about yeah. taking Gage? He, oh, he's he going to work by himself. He imagines dropping them off, driving to Disney World to be uh, an on-park medic. That's right, that's right. right. He just has one of those, like, weird fantasies. Yeah. And I got um, slight Haunting of Hill House vibes. From yeah, that, where you just imagine your other to, lives. Yeah, similar to um, Eleanor. Eleanor, yes. <laughs> uh, while she's driving, so he's like imagining this other life. He also has like not great internal thoughts about his family and cat. <laughs> Definitely, two big problems I have with the book. Sure, are in no particular order. Okay, his general attitude about church, where he seems he's shitty to him totally detached mm-hmm. even before church dies i'm like did people not love their pets in doesn't the late that 70s? seem weird <laughs> doesn't that seem weird like i was like wouldn't you care about your pet he's like he does not like the animal he doesn't like he's he, like he doesn't even not like it he just doesn't yeah he's just he has like no attachment to church and i find that very confusing it was weird to me and it made me think he was like kind of a sociopath. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Because he was just like, oh, like the cat is being annoying in the car. Yeah. Nothing like, because like my cats are annoying, you like, know, oh, sometimes. But like if I try to take LH with me in the car anywhere, she will scream the entire time. <laughs> to Like to a point where she's like panting and screaming. She'll be like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and it's very dramatic and i have like like looked her dead in the eye and been like stop now <laughs> and then she's like she'll like stare at me for a while and then just be like ah! <laughs> even harder so but i have feelings about that right like i'm like i'm angry with her perhaps because i love her so much yeah the whole book he seems like oh this fucking cat yeah and after they get him fixed with the idea that he won't want to wander away from the house as much, um, instead of referring to church as a he in his mind, he starts referring to church as an it. Yeah. Is that what people used to do? No, I think he's like toxic masculinity-ing. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. And it's all, yeah, it's also, it's just something that like doesn't age well because then you're just kind of like, First, like, w- what? Second, like, weird, like, idea of, like, gender and sex and all that kind of thing. And then also just, like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then when Church does die, his only concern is, like, oh, Ellie's going to be so sad. Aren't yeah. you sad that your fucking cat died? Yeah, he didn't feel it's anything. Weird. Like, 
I liked how in the new movie, though, Rachel was crying. Mm-hmm. Rachel was crying because she's sad about the cat. Yeah. Because yeah. also both Be parents in the, the book cat. do not care about the cat, really. They're no. like worried about what the daughter is going to think about the cat. I'd be fucking devastated. Well, Rachel never knows that the cat dies. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. She just thinks that he's fine. So Same he just... 89 movie. Yeah, I would feel so... I mean, uh, I can't even think about... Honestly, if there was a pet cemetery, I would use it. <laughs> I would use it for sure for my cats. I came home and promised Edwin that I'd never do that to him. Opposite. <laughs> Opposite. I was like, I will keep you alive always, LH. Noodle. I feel like Noodle is just how church is <laughs> after he came back. <laughs> she's so like, I don't know, like she, she'll like me when she likes me. And then if she doesn't want anything to do with me, she will just like be hidden and I'll never see her. Sure. But it is weird. He cares nothing about the cat. I also don't like that he thinks kind of shitty things about his daughter. He's annoyed by her for sure. He like wants to hit her a couple of times and yeah. doesn't, which fine. You know, I'm sure as Parents a parent, get frustrated. you, you want to hit your kid. Like there are times when I'm like arguing with my family where I'm like, I wish I could just slap you in the face and I don't. <laughs> but there was something, I think that coupled with him not caring about the cat kind of weirded me out. Also, the other thing I was going to say is his generally like patronizing fatherly attitude toward Rachel. Yes, very bad. It's a huge, huge problem. Huge Stephen King issue that he had. I do think that he has changed over the years. But at this period of his writing, women were to be fathered. Yeah. They're sort of like silly and frivolous and get scared by things and are kind of irrational and emotional mm -hmm. and get hysterical for no good reason. Mm -hmm. um, so when she is like really upset that he talks to Ellie about the pet cemetery, um, the whole exchange there made no sense to me. Also, it all springs out from like him not understanding completely why death is so weird for her. It makes no sense. I just don't understand how you can be married with someone and have two kids and not know anything more than just, oh, my sister died when I was a kid. Or at the very least, not have that weigh heavily on your mind that like Rachel will not talk to me about the fact that her sister is dead. And mm -hmm. that's a big deal. Yeah. So it must have been very bad. Yeah. So it must be really bad. She has a real problem. She can't open up about it. And... For him to not feel anything other than like, because like for me, I would be like, man, that's like really upsetting. Like I'm really upset for my partner that they had to deal with something like that. Yeah. Whereas he's just like, oh, well, you know, she's just uh, she's she had a tough thing happen in her life and uh, just, she's just crying about it. I'd like, never know. I get it. Your sister died. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. What does that have to do with what's happening now? And it's like, well, everything, everything is happening now. Literally everything. Everything in your life is happening to you all the time, all at once. The um, in the 2019 movie, when Rachel starts talking about her sister, mm -hmm. didn't it feel like it was just like like the director or the writers or somebody, maybe even the editor, who knows? Saying like, well, it's time that this has to happen. So let's just have it happen now. It wasn't, it didn't feel earned. Cause she's, he's like, she's like boohoo boohoo. And he's like, what's up? And she's like my sister, Rachel. And he's not like, oh, we're talking about the thing you like never want to talk about. That happens in like, I guess he does have a, 
that reaction a little bit in the book. Yeah, when in the book, it's a little more. Norma dies. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, she's finally telling me about it. Exactly. He's like, oh, you know, she's never been able to talk about it until now. But then in the 2019 movie, no. In the 1989 movie, they made a very interesting choice. Oh, where they like roll around on the bed together afterwards? <laughs> well, what prompt? I mean, yes. But <laughs> what prompts it is the woman who they have like helping out around the house doing oh, laundry and stuff. Yeah. And watching the kids. Missy, she exists in the book. She doesn't exist in 2019, which I get. Sure. You don't really have like, you don't, people don't usually hire somebody outside to do your laundry and like like be a full maid for you yeah i mean my cleaning lady does my laundry oh really mm-hmm. oh so you do mm-hmm. i do oh so you're them yeah <laughs> she uh sh- but she's not like there every sh- every day you know and like we also do our lawn you know what i mean like it's like yeah. when she's there she'll clean she'll wash whatever is in the thing but it's Uh not like we're like oh let's save it for the cleaning lady yeah it's like we just do it and then she'll do that as part of her thing yeah in the book it's just well i guess in the book it's mostly just missy as a woman who watches the kids she's just like the housekeeper nanny person but doesn't live with them and then in the 89 movie they have her be that but she's in it actually more than in the book. Yeah. She's really like pretty much off page all the time. At Gage's funeral. Mm-hmm. And in this one, you see her and she's like a crotchety old character. She, she is says a she Stephen has a King stomach movie ache. character. Yeah. She says she has a stomach ache all the time. And then it turns out she has cancer. So she hangs herself with a note that says, sorry, I have cancer and I can't take the pain. I and did I not like, understand what? what the note said. And I was kind of doing other things while watching that. So thank you for telling me that. Because oh, I was really? like, why did she kill herself? <laughs> I didn't get it. I was like, I don't get why yeah, she did that. It was, and then that's, and so then Rachel in that movie is crying a lot. And I was like, okay, well, they knew her more. She was yeah. a person. And then... In the 89 movie, he, because he's already brought church back from the dead, he tells Ellie he does believe that we go on. Yeah. And then, and so Rachel in that movie is like, thank you for handling that. I appreciated it. It's just that I'm, and I know I get, when I get upset, I get kind of defensive. And so I react that way. And I was like, oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. It's a good reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the... This is going to be crazy, but I felt like the sister was scarier in the 89 version than... I think it's because... Or just the whole thing was scarier, maybe? I think it's because maybe the makeup and effects aren't as good. Yeah, I think It's actually a little scarier, and they cast a man to play Zelda. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I think that's because, like, they wanted... um, Somebody like lankier and taller mm-hmm. and hunched over more. And that's well, a lot of, of those like, like creature look. actors are men too. So it's yeah. like, which like yeah. that sucks to call poor Zelda a creature, but that's how they treat her in the yeah. book, in the movie. It's sad. It is really sad. They do acknowledge that like it is the pain, but that she was like driven insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Zelda is Rachel's sister. So I guess, okay. So they move there. First day there, they meet their neighbor, Judd. Who lives across the street. His wife named Norma in the book. 
Norma doesn't exist. Norma's in the other dead in the, the eighty nine version. Norma's just like, is she anywhere? Do they even talk about her? Oh wait, in the, no, not in the eighty nine. I'm sorry, she's non existent. She's, she's non existent. She's dead in the uh, twenty fifteen or twenty fifteen twenty nineteen version. Yeah. Um, and he meets them, and Lewis becomes like really, really good friends with Judd. Mm-hmm. Very close. Mm-hmm. First page of the book is like Lewis Creed was. 35 when he first met his like real father figure or something yeah also i am older than lewis Mm -hmm. and that upsets me because he's like a full yeah it was a different time i do think that you are smarter than lewis well many people are smarter smarter than lewis lewis Here's, (laughs) here's the thing about lewis yes none of these things had to happen because a Fix your cat right away. Make him an indoor cat. Yeah. Just don't let him, don't out, let him out. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Lot, cats are indoors a lot of the time yeah, now. I don't let my cats out. Yeah. And then the other thing is when your brand new neighbor points out that giant oil tankers drive down the road and have killed many, many pets, mm-hmm. maybe build a fence. Yeah. You have two first small first. children. Build, build a, a fucking fence. fence. Also... Boom. Novel doesn't happen. The happily ever after ever after Gage becomes an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Making his family proud. Yeah. The thing is, in the in the book, I think it's much more justified. Or not justified, but like you're not like, okay, you fucking dumbass with Lewis as much in the book with how Gage dies, because they're playing Chase and Gage is like interpreting like you running at me and saying stop as like chase. It's fun. It's fun part chase. of the game. So when the chasing becomes like, no, Gage, come back here and they're running after him, he runs even harder and mm-hmm. goes out into the street, gets hit by the Arenko truck. In in the, the 89, 89 version, version is <laughs> they're flying and they took this from the book. They're flying. Well, first of all, did you know that Stephen King wrote the 89 screenplay? Did not. Yeah. Did and you know worked that he... really closely with the director. Had a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, uh, he plays the preacher at uh, Missy's funeral. And he talks like this during it because he's trying to do a very calm voice. <laughs> His voice, I think, is odd, maybe, though. But I just felt like it was so like it's him, a... him being like, this is my preacher. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. I do think he probably has an interesting voice. Yeah. But it did seem very like, this is my character. That was his acting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, wait. In, in the 89 version. Yeah. Okay. So they're it's at a picnic. Flying a kite. Flying a kite. They let, first of all, they leave <sighs> the two-year-old holding the kite. I don't think I would do that. That's because already is like gonna... a bit powerful. I feel like the kite would drag him. Yeah. I was afraid that he was going <laughs> to get fully dragged in the street. To the street by the kite. <laughs> But instead, instead he drops it. Yeah. And then it's so cute. It is very cute. He goes, uh-oh. And he keeps going, uh-oh, uh-oh, while he chases it all the way into the road. Also, the way, so they're like, everybody, it's the whole family and Judd are like sitting at a picnic table. Mm-hmm. And Lewis is standing up with Gage and like helping him fly the kite. Then he drops it. And Lewis is like, ah, all right, I'm going to like turn my back on my child. And like, for like a full minute for a very long time. 
and the people facing Gage are not are also going not to looking. see. They're not seeing. It's like they all turned to each other and had a big laugh about how Gage dropped the kite. They're For all like, so long. <laughs> they were. They're like, oh. And then the we're whole so time, happy. Ellie's like, can I fly it next? Can I fly it next? And they're like, oh, <laughs> wait your turn. <laughs> and then they're like, Gage. Or no, she says, the baby. There was a lot of like really dated acting with the parents. Mm-hmm. Like, when Lewis is like, no, that is like no. classic, <laughs> classic movie. <laughs> After Gage gets dragged by the orange, he truck. is like, he's, he's like a little grape. dragged in the He's book. a little grape uh, that gets like squished, yeah, on the ground and dragged. Yeah, it's sad, and it's like. But after that happens, the truck turns over, so like. Is the driver okay? That was my wonder. And I was then like, the dad does the like kneel down in the street, holding his arms out and fists, staring up at this guy, going, No. And then he does it many times. And for every single time, a photograph of him and Gage like comes onto the screen. Yeah. So he's like, No. Picture of him holding him as a newborn. Yeah. No. Him like bathing him in a sink. No. Some other part of their life. And not just mental pictures They're literally literal photographs photographs which is funny it was that's the problem is that that <laughs> it was so comical like that part where he's yeah. like no and it's supposed to be so sad i know but it's so it's such a trope now mm-hmm. that you can't take that seriously no but no he at least has big reactions to his son dying which like does jason clark give a shit about anything that's going on in the movie. <laughs> he, the reaction when Church returns from the burial ground. Yeah. Between the two movies is so funny. Because <laughs> Jason Clark does like a slow head turn. And I was like, oh no, what? Without saying that. That's yeah. just the general like, look, like his on look on his face. Whereas... Dale, what's his face in the 89 movie? F- like flies. Yeah, fully like like <laughs> gets so scared he flings back to the wall and falls over, knocking a bunch of stuff on himself. It's very going, funny. He, it's but so it's funny. It is realistic because that's the thing. I would be so scared. Like, yes. like, because these are the thing that bugs me about jump scare movies mm-hmm. is that. If we, watching the movie, jump and maybe even scream, then why the fuck are Don't the characters <laughs> that are experiencing it? Because I would have been like, what the fuck? We, we, we kind of talked about this with regard to the 2019 version. Uh-huh. No humor whatsoever. None. No humor. No moments of levity or connection. When like, I feel like the normal thing would be like, well, laughter is tied with, being scared. Yes. When you get scared, you all, you like laugh afterward. Yeah. To shake it off. Act- evolutionarily speaking, that is where laughter evolved from. It was um, uh, a, a way for, it was surprise that like, was like, oh no, nothing bad. It's just like shock. And then you're like, oh, that wasn't like a predator. It's and it was a, a way cathartic. to. Cathartic. Yeah. And it's a way, it's a sound. Expulsion that, of. Yeah. 
and it communicates to others in your area herd what are, what are they tribe hum- humans yeah. early humans uh to that would be like oh it's it's fine oh um yeah i learned that actually i don't know if how true that is i learned that in an improv 101 class with ari vakitis years ago hmm. yeah i'll believe it yeah i mean it seemed right it, it has a logic so yeah i i don't think that the 2019 lewis felt he, anything ever even when he's like upset about this so they switch who gets killed by the Arenko truck yeah which is it's ellie not gauge gauge i will say that gauge was pretty cute though both very cute gauges both very cute gauges but the gauge of 89 uh just had they gave him more they gave him more to do he mm-hmm. gets to be a weird little chucky mm-hmm. the way he's like running around in his little yeah. funeral outfit he's also three Interesting. Not two, so that makes a bit of a difference. But I don't know how old the kid in 2019 version is. No idea. He was very no. babyish. Yeah. Um, but even when Ellie gets killed by the Orenko truck, he's not like he's upset, but it was like all the way on the other side of no. It was just yeah. like him. And I think it had to do with the fact that we see that and then we just get a silent funeral scene. Like yeah, it was just, just standing so, around the grave. It was just it felt so detached. I didn't feel Everything connected was to detached. anything. Yeah, and I made this comment. It was like it was trying to be moody, but that's all it had going for it. And it like, wasn't ooh, even successfully moody. Mm-mm. Like I was uh, telling you after we watched it that it seemed like a 2012 Netflix original. Mm-hmm. The feel, yeah. the, it even seemed like the budget was that. Like it just seemed very. Yeah, there was no real quality to it. It was all just very digital. Yeah. Like the parts where they, yeah, there was no depth. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel like any, it felt like sound stages. Like when they're traipsing around in the woods and shit. Yeah. And the mist, it just doesn't, it didn't look It didn't scary. feel like we were outside. No. And. I can't remember any like interesting film, like interesting choices in the movie, like Mm-mm. even to like set mood or anything. Like I had that thought when I was watching the 89 version and he's like with them at the airport for when they're um, going to, I guess it's after Gage died. So they're leaving to go to Chicago to see her parents after Gage died because he's convinced them to go off and do that so that he can go steal Gage's body from the uh, cemetery and rebury it beyond the pet cemetery. Mm -hmm. And you hear the like, you hear a plane taking off and it's at such a high pitch that it almost sounds like screaming. And then you're like zooming in closer and closer on his head that you so that feels like it's in his happening in his head. And then it cuts to the next scene. Mm -hmm. And I was like, interesting filmmaking Mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. Or when they show them going to um, Barry Church initially, and they've passed the barrier. Also, the barrier looks so much more frightening in the 89 version. In the 2019 version, it's like, yeah, I could pop that. Yeah. Also, another thing that I loved was the set design of the pet cemetery in the 89 version. Yeah. It looked really cool. It had just like such a 
like it was uh, the pet cemetery is a character in this book mm-hmm. both both pet cemeteries and i felt like that with the 89 version the first of all when they are up on the top of that plateau uh that looks like <laughs> someone's garage in the in the 2019 version it just felt so like cheapy just like oh like i feel like we could make this room look like that thing with all the cairns on it yeah because it's just like what we'd throw up some fucking sheets and like yeah blast a fog machine and it would be it yeah whereas like the 1989 version like that had some like i don't know gravitas i guess like yeah it felt significant um so the movie was directed by mary lambert i saw that I believe. do you know so she before this did music videos Really? Did you see any of this? No, I just saw that she that it was a Mary Lambert production. She did. Let me double check. I remember one of them, but I want to say that one second. Oh, I didn't realize that she was born in Helena. Oh wait, no, Helena, Arkansas. Never mind. They wanted twins to play Gage. Oh really? But Lambert was like, "No, he's this kid is too good. Let's use him." Twins were playing Ellie. Really? Mm-hmm. She argued she faced resistance casting Fred Gwynn because they f- were afraid people wouldn't take him seriously because of Herman Munster. But he was great. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Um, after first auditioning girls for the role of Zelda, Lambert changed course and ended up casting Andrew Hubastek in the role because she felt having a grown man playing the role of a teenage girl deformed by spinal meningitis made the character more frightening. Mm, transphobic, like, slightly transphobic. Well, to me, it's more the teenage thing. Like having an adult play a teen? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think having an adult play a teen is scarier, but... That's I how think, I interpreted it, but yeah, I, I think can see that. There's definitely a... But like if you're supposed to be a 13-year-old girl and then there's a... Like sixty-seven-year-old person playing it—that is <laughs> scary. Sixty-seven-year-old man. That is scary. Um, um, but okay. here we go. So it was her second feature film. She was better known for her work directing music videos, especially those for Madonna, including "Like a Prayer" and "Material Girl." Really? Yes. Like those wow. are some credits, man. That's that's big, dude. She also did Pet Cemetery too. Did you know that? She did. I'm seeing Weird. that right now on her. Filmography as a director. Um, you know what? She also... Whoa. She also directed a 2011 movie. It's an asylum film. <gasps> Mega Python versus Gatoroid. <laughs> Mary Lambert. Mary. Why? Mary. That's my Paul Hollywood impression. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> uh, wow. Her most recent is... Is she alive? Let's see. She is. Gage is still acting. He is? Mm-hmm. Is he good? I don't... He's not much, but I did see a 2019 credit on his page. <gasps> we got to get him on the show. <laughs> Do we? She uh, directed an episode of The Blacklist in 2016. Oh, that's good. She's just working. Yeah, she's just working. She's just... You know, she, you got to make that money, baby. Hustle. Got to hustle, baby. Um. Um. Okay. So where did we leave off in the plot? They met Judd. <laughs> wow. Okay. They're friends. They're friends. Um, they settle in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the next big thing that happens is, so we talked about how they go to the pet cemetery. 
Oh no. So they go to the Judd takes them to the pet cemetery so they know where it is. He warns Ellie to not veer off the path um in a very into the woods type way. And mm-hmm. shows him around and he points out the fact that his dog spot was buried there. He died of old age. And then that night is when Ellie is like freaking out. She um about the idea of church dying. And then he has a talk with her, and that's when Rachel, like, quote-unquote, overreacts. Here's the thing. She's not overreacting. It's... I do disagree with her. I disagree with her as well. But she's got a history... Yeah. ...of trauma with death. I disagree with her, but I understand her. Yeah. I disagree with her, but I more disagree with his reaction to... Oh, totally. And who's to say... response. Who's to say, too, if I had lived what she lived, I might have have her, I don't know, I might think what she would think. Yeah. So she is like, I don't like talking about death because I had a really bad experience with death. And he's like, you are being hysterical. And she's like, your like, sister died a long time ago. And she's like, okay, but like, I'm going to tell you right now what happened. And he's like, fine, be hysterical. No, no she doesn't tell him then. Oh, she doesn't? Not in the book. So she's like, I don't. I she's like well they just I had get mad experience. at each other and he doesn't oh, and she right. doesn't talk to him for like days that's right that's right that's right that's right and the only reason she does talk to him again is because he makes an appointment for church to get fixed and then she kind of gives him this look that's like thank you thank you I forgive you but then he has this moment where he's like internally like oh well of course she's like forgiving now forgiving me now because she feels like she got her way and I was like you're kind of a shithead he is a shithead oh i did that yeah i turned on your tv with my foot on accident whatever um and then oh that so he's like yeah you're getting your way so the other big thing that happens is that he starts work at the university and victor pascal comes in he is a jogger who got hit by a car that like propelled him into a tree yeah and his head is like fully open yeah and lewis is trying to save his life and um, everyone leaves the room (laughs) yeah except for him and then victor pascal starts talking to him he's like lewis lewis do not break the barrier and he's like do not go beyond the i forget what they call it he's like lewis the war uh, i keep wanting to say sweetheart no he's like baby boy do not baby boy lulu do not go past that barrier and what Lewis is it was called like, it's like oh the my god how does this whatever? dying man know my name and also what is he talking about he's like the pet cemetery is not the real cemetery and he's like what are you saying your brain is falling out of your head and then he dies and he dies and then he's like mm, that Lewis was weird is fully freaked out so he goes home and then he's like, his wife can tell that he's really freaked out. So she sucks him off. <laughs> She's like, oh, my poor baby. I'm so sorry we we're fighting. I know that you're going through something so traumatic. So I'm going to like fuck you so good. And then she does. And then she does like really well. She fucks him really good. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, that's what a wife is for. <laughs> it's like she did her wifely duty. Um, she deserves a sapphire for this later in the book. <laughs> She will then wear for me like a courtesan. (laughs) (laughs) Courtesan, courtesan. Um, So then he's like... So it's like, la, 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 they're living. Oh, by the way, he and and his wife meet Norma, who I actually took a picture of this line because I really liked it. 
Um, for as much as I don't like Lewis, he has a lot of the I don't same hate him. Yeah, and he has a lot of the same thoughts that I feel like I've he has had in some my life. Unlikable qualities, and Stephen King is not shy about letting us into his like fleeting bad thoughts. Yeah, that everybody has. Everybody has, but those. it does sort of seem like it's a little more ingrained in his personality, not just a passing thought. Yeah. So they meet Norma, who is Judd's wife, who, as opposed to Judd, who is very sprightly, a very mm-hmm. sprightly old man. Norma is, has rheumatoid arthritis really bad. And um, he can just tell from looking at her that she's in a lot of pain. Um, and she just seems much more her age than Judd does. Yes. So they've just met her. Uh, and this is him and his wife looking at Norma. She looked away quickly. Lewis felt a moment of terrible panic. We're really going to get old, he thought. It's really true. No one's going to make an exception for us. She's on her way, and so are we. I thought that part was really good. And yeah. then immediately after he thinks that, Ellie ran over to him, trying to show him her picture, her new scrape, and tell him about old McDonald and Mrs. Berryman all at the same time. It's like while he's like thinking about his like mortality, there's like this image of like youth that's just like you know, bubbling what? over in Dad. his face. Dad. And Dad. he's like, stop, I'm trying Dad. to think about my Dad. eventual mortality. Come on, I'm having like a really profound thought right now, Ellie. Dad, old McDonald. I learned it. My scrape. Look at my scrape. <laughs> um <laughs> okay, this is kind of a tangent. Have you watched the Hulu original, The Act? No, but I know what it is. Okay. So those of you who don't know, starring Patricia Arquette, and it's about the true story of Gypsy and Dee Dee, I want to say her name is. And it is about the Munchausen's by proxy case, which resulted in the girl killing her mom, killing her mother with her boyfriend. Yeah, or? with her yeah. boyfriend. Um, Look, if you're going to lay down, I get to lay down. Yeah, I'm no, the you, one getting sick. You, you lay down. <laughs> you can both lay down. This is what it's. It, let us know. I don't if, know if recording at my house is the best idea <laughs> because we end up because being sleepy. I do think we get very low energy. <laughs> it's true. Should I sit up? I can sit up. I don't know. Let's see if... Because I am... I am fading. Honestly, I'm having a really hard time. Okay. We'll see. This might help. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So in this show... Yes. It's very like... um, Like body horror-ish. Like there's a part... Okay, guys, if you don't want spoilers, I'm like... Skip ahead, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff with teeth. Oh, no. Yeah. So basically she finds out that she can have sugar and her mom just wasn't letting her have it. Uh So she just gets up in the middle of the night and eats a bunch of like literal sugar and then doesn't brush her teeth and goes back to bed. And this keeps going on and on. And all of her teeth get (gasps) crazy infected and like rotten. Oh no. And there's this part that is so horrifying that so she, there's like stuff where she's brushing her teeth and like a tooth comes out. (laughs) And then she has to go to the dentist and like as she's about to go under, they're like, um, oh, there's going to be quite a few extractions. And she's like, what? Extractions? But like, they're like, okay, just calm down, just calm down. And then when she comes to, they've pulled out all her teeth. <gasps> um, oh my God. Yeah. It's like really, I don't know if I'm going to watch the rest of it, but the, also the way the actress talks is very similar to how the girl in real life talks, which is, which is very kind of like this, like a little girl. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's a part where, and I don't know why it's so fucked up, but Micah and I have been like saying it to each other a lot where she goes like, 
my teeth. Extractions. <laughs> Extractions. <laughs> and it makes Noodle go crazy. <laughs> and Noodle will come out and start like screaming. And we're like, Extractions. My teeth. And it's like the like emotional nadir of this character that we are just like, I cackling <laughs> like doing this dumbass voice because <laughs> it's just like my teeth <laughs> it's so fucked up I'm going to hell <laughs> um why did I think of that oh because it was something like my something someone some character said like my something and I thought of my teeth um so okay so then in the book uh how do we get to oh right so they had seen uh, Norma, they're like, oh my God, she's so old. And then um, is this where it's like we jump to Halloween? Well, first, um, either the night of or the next night, uh, the ghost of Victor oh, yeah. Pascal comes to Lewis and is like, oh, hi, it's me, Victor Pascal. I'm still in my little red running shorts and oh, my brain yeah. is still falling out of my head. Follow me. And Lewis is like, well, this is a dream. So I guess that's fine. Yeah. And it falls him out of the house and he's following him all the way into the woods. And he's like, well, I am not a fan of this yeah. at all. Yeah. And he just walks him to the ground where the like, um, is it Micmac? Micmac yeah, the burial Mi'kmaq. ground is. Mm-hmm. And, and Victor's like, you see this ground? It's sour. Do not put shit here. Mm-hmm. Just say no. Mm-hmm. And Lewis is like, oh, this dream. I know. He's like, yuck. Wake, I'm, I'm going to wake up. In the 89 movie, he's like, I don't want to be having this dream. I tried to save you. I, know. I don't want to have this dream. He's like, it's not and my it's fault. Like, honestly, relatable and sad. I know. And then he just like lays down on the ground and mm-hmm. he wakes up and he's like, ooh, goody gumdrops. What a dream. I'm like, oh, boy. Sunshine's out today. And then he like looks at his feet and he's like, no, there's pine needles. <laughs> there's pine needles. <laughs> so he like takes it all and he just shoves it down the laundry chute. And he's like, well, no one needs to know about that. And I'm like, dude, tell some people. Um, <laughs> when your maid is going to think like something's wrong. Because <laughs> there's like brown shit in your sheets. Missy is in for a surprise. Yeah. The uh, when when uh micah and i went to uh puerto rico uh, uh two years ago i think um which sad puerto rico you should still be giving to them if you can um uh we went to the rainforest and we got like mud all over our shoes mm-hmm. and then micah like used a bunch of the towels to wipe his like mud off of his shoes and like left them on the ground and th- so they were just like these little washcloths with like brown shit in them. And I was like, oh my God, the maids are going to think like they're poo-poo towels. Like, I don't <laughs> want people to think we have poo-poo towels in our room. <laughs> so I guarantee you that that maid is like, something's up with this wow. bed. This man shit the bed. Yeah, this this man shit the bed. Now I have to take care of it. Um, He doesn't do anything of the kind. No. Ew, does that mean he's like in the 2019 movie, he's like going back to bed with this like dirty side of the bed? No, we just don't see what he does with it. I wish it's we just had like seen. Too. They don't show the some like connective parts in the 2019 movie. Like we don't see him dig Ellie's grave, do we? Mm-mm. Yeah, we don't see him dig her up and like cart her out of the 
cemetery. Do also, we? they made her look too perfect when he dug her up. And I know we don't want to see a rotting child corpse. Well, don't we? <laughs> the book does not shy away no, from how it messed up Gage's body. Time. Yeah, also, he's like covered in like moss, moss shit. And it really goes into the fact that Judd knew that Lewis was planning something or had it in his head that he might take Gage to the burial ground, to the sour ground, because he specifically requested not a sealed casket. Yes. The type of and thing that like, he wanted was no concrete. Yeah. And so it goes into the fact that because he didn't, he made sure it wasn't a sealed casket, there was like fucking moss all over his son's face. Yeah. And for a second, he thought there was no head. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, does that mean when he buries him, his fucking head grows back? But yeah. No, it was moss. But also, you know what I didn't think was cool about the 2019 movie? So when she come, when he be- takes her out of the grave, mm-hmm. she's like perfect. Mm-hmm. And then when she comes back, she looks all messed up. I'm like, what her- happened? I was a little weird. But she was well, like. I think it's because. Like, well, she had makeup on her. Yeah, maybe the makeup, like, got smudged off by the dirt. Her makeup got smudged off. Oh, my God. They kept doing this thing in the movie. It's so hard to find good makeup that doesn't smudge off Smudge-free in a, a McMack grave. I've seen quite a few Instagram ads for lipstick that would stay on no matter what. Have you seen those I think ones? we need to test it. We have to test it on a corpse. There was, have you seen that one ad that's, like, someone putting, like, like, lip gloss on and it turns matte and then they like rub their finger on it and then it like doesn't go on their finger no and then they have really shiny lip gloss on and then they smooch a glass and then the glass doesn't have it on there i get freaked out by stuff that stays on too much (laughs) do you know my aunt has you haunted what is is this lipstick haunted (laughs) am i putting like a ghost lips on my lips <laughs> are this you saying that unnatural. to the lip gloss? What are you, haunted? haunted? I don't think so, haunted lipstick. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> um, my aunt has uh, eyeliner tattooed on her eyelids. Oh, I've heard of that. <gasps> a girl I worked with had that. Really? I would never have guessed. Really? So it looked good? Yeah. She just had like a tasteful permanent cat eye. That's a look though. No, just cat like a little okay, tiny like okay, sweet. Okay. Just, just like the the hint of it, like going past her okay. eye. Okay, how much would someone Not have like to pay you, fucking Catwoman? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how much would someone have to pay you to have permanent tattooed on a smoky eye? <laughs> <laughs> a fucking lot. <laughs> okay, like permanent, permanent smoky eye. Here's the thing. If I was 16, I would be like, I would do it for free. <laughs> like, sign me up. I want tattooed smoky eye. I want haunted ghost lips. <laughs> I never want to have to take this off. Yeah. I was like in my, like, when I was oh, yeah, 16. Smoky eye is the shit. I was like, smoky eye, yes. Like, super, super padded bra all the time. Because <laughs> I was very flat chested. I still am now, but now I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Whereas back then I was like, I need to, like. Be stacked. Be stacked. Yeah. Like Same. mega stacked. I mean, I didn't do anything about it. I mean, I I remember the first time I bought a push-up bra and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I 
And then I only ever wore push-up bras. I wore nothing bras and zero makeup. Zero. I I like to play around with makeup. I wish that I had. I'd be a happier woman today. I'd have <laughs> happier high school memories. I remember I brought bought this insane Victoria's Secret bra that had like squishy, like like g- gelatinous water-filled inserts. <laughs> and it added a cup and a half. That's too much cups. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. That's crazy. When I went to, I think it was Orlando on the class trip when uh-huh. I was in eighth grade. Um, I bought these tank tops to mm-hmm. go there, not realizing that they were, in fact, Victoria's Secret, like, like pajama tank tops. Okay. <laughs> and they were too low. Oh. Like, they were for, like, sexy cleavage sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and I had nothing to create cleavage, so they were just, like, way too low for me. <laughs> and I felt horribly awkward the whole trip so i just bought like giant shirts my friend denise let me borrow one of her shirts when we or one of the days and i bought a fucking giant red honey i shrunk the audience shirt <laughs> i have a photo of me in that i was so ashamed of my body i mean th- there's nothing more horrifying than realizing that something is more revealing than you thought it was yeah i wanted to die that's really bad. That's really bad. I do you remember when those skirts that were like three ruffles and mini were popular? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You had those. I had those. <laughs> I forgive you. It's it's it's, it's not <laughs> I absolve you, my great. child. It's not great. It's a bad look. Um I saw this girl today walking mm-hmm. down the street who seriously looked as if she were in, I want to say 2000. So she was wearing flare pants. No. With, actually, yeah, flare pants. Like boot cut flare? No, flare pants. Fully flare. Fully flare. With the kind of hair bandana that you like tie, you wear it as if it's a headband. You know that kind? Yeah. Like that. Wow. Do you remember that? Yes. And I think it was like a spaghetti strap top. Did she also have little like butterfly clips in her hair? I did not and see. And glitter eyeshadow. I know. And and smell like freesia. Yes. Or a uh, love spell. Yeah. Oh, God. Love spell. I remember thinking that smelled like the best smell I'd ever smelled. <laughs> I recently smelled the, uh, I was smelling these like Pacifica perfumes. Mm-hmm. And one of them smelled exactly like the angel perfume that I wore in junior high and thought was like so great. Really? Yeah. I was like, well, I can never wear that again. Yeah, no. So then it reminds you of being that age and it's just... Yeah, exactly. Okay, what Bath and Body Works smell are you? Were you? Were you cucumber melon? At the time? Yeah. Freesia. Warm vanilla sugar? You were freesia. Yeah. Everybody was freesia in my day, Kelly. Oh, really? We were all freesia. All freesia? For us, there were a lot of cucumber melon girls. Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, vanilla was really popular. Cucumber wasn't a thing yet. Um, What was it? Oh, sun-kissed raspberry. Do you remember that one? No. Or someone was tweeting about this, which is why I'm remembering it. Uh, Oh, country apple. Oh, country apple. Country apple was big. That was big as well. Country apple. And then there was... 
By the way, the price of me getting permanent smoky eye. Yeah. A hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, me too, probably. I was thinking about sad? it. I was like, because I would really, I was like, okay, what, like 5000 I was like, no, that's like not that much money <laughs> to me at this point. And then I was like, 10000 <laughs> I was like, no, that's like not, that's like poverty wages for one year. <laughs> I'm going to have this for fucking ever. Or you have to get like laser removal, which sucks. You have to wear it for at least five years. $100,000. Yeah, me too. Here's the thing. There are certain places where you are straight up rude if you show up in that. Exactly. Funeral. Absolutely not. Yeah. Smoky eye to a funeral. Smoky eye. You can't wear smoky eye everywhere. No. I mean, like, to work. Like, I'm just picturing, like, just to work. All I want to do is wear a fucking t-shirt and there I am in smoky eye. (laughs) That's the thing, too, right? It's like, you can't wear other... You can't you wear have to like, dress for the eye. <laughs> you do. Because I'm imagining like <laughs> it's like I'm not going to wear my honey. I shrunk the audience <laughs> with a smoky eye and like kitten heels. <laughs> you can't mix and match what you and I are wearing but with <laughs> a smoky Full eye. Smoky which eye. is insane. It's like I would go around and everybody, be, everybody would just think like Lindsay is so dramatic. <laughs> Can somebody speak to her? That's not like an everyday look. <laughs> it's like, God, you show up for jury duty and you have a smoky Is eye. she like veering into goth? Because <laughs> that's the thing, and right? why doesn't she commit? If you are doing a full look, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But like, you have to have it go. Yeah, smoky eye is still great, but it has to be a choice. It can't just be like, oh, I can't I'm just be like, default. I'm running to Albertsons. I'm wearing like <laughs> leggings and like a dumb shirt and smoke. I'm, I'm rolling out of bed. I'm keeping my pajama pants and large ducktails shirt on. <laughs> slipping you? on some flip flops, <laughs> putting on a winter coat, putting on my trucker hat, putting on my sunglasses so I can take my dog out in the morning. <laughs> And then somebody's like, excuse me, miss, you drop this. And I take my sunglasses off to see them better. And I have a fucking smoky eye. I just imagine you being on an elliptical with a smoky eye. <laughs> Guys, tweet at us what's the worst, much. worst place to have a smoky eye. What's the worst place? It would be very funny, though, if you're like at a water park and you're drenched. <laughs> but you have this perfect smoky eye. Where is it coming from? <laughs> Your eyes are haunted. <laughs> are you haunted? Are you haunted? Um, yeah, let us know. What's yep. the worst place to have a smoky eye? Let us know. I feel like an improv class is very bad. Eh, I feel like you know that's what? no worse than another place. Yeah, I've seen people in like a lot of makeup at an improv class. Yeah. The gym's pretty bad. Gym is pretty silly. Walking my dog in my pajamas in the morning is pretty silly. <laughs> Full smoky. <eye. laughs> oh, and, hat and uh, smoky okay. Eye. What if I add to it? Smoky eye. You're gonna light, add to it. Light nude pink lipstick. I guess the same. Really? That's like such a porny look. Light nude. Like, like have you ever seen that dark, dark smoky eye? Uh huh. With like a light. It's almost like beige 
Oh, or okay. it's like Donatella Versace. It's I one was of gonna the two. Say, it's like very sixties. Yes, it's very sixties and also two thousand nine porn star <laughs> look. All right, I'll say that's another twenty five thousand. Yeah, it's not as bad as the eye. No, it certainly doesn't help. It doesn't help. It yeah, it doesn't help. Um. Okay, so, so la la la. It's Halloween. They're all friends. They're yes. over at Norma and Judd's. Whoa-oh, Norma's having a heart attack. Yes. Lewis is there. He's a doctor. He has Rachel or whoever come over with his bag. He puts a pill in her mouth. Uh-huh, he puts one of those, like, nitroglycerin pills in her mouth. And she's okay. Oh, good. Uh-oh. Cut to Thanksgiving. Cat's dead. Rachel, oh, Ellie, and Gage have gone to Chicago to be with her family, who Lewis fucking hates, and who fucking hate Lewis. Yeah, her dad once offered him, like, to pay for his entire medical schooling, um, if he like wouldn't talk to his daughter ever again. Yeah, and why? Because he thinks that he's not good enough for her. But I'm like, but he's going to medical school. That's such a yeah. I don't. I need more of a reason, Stephen King. Yeah. Is it just that Tabitha's dad hated you? Yeah. It seems personal, which is so weird. It's like he did something. But yeah. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, well. So that happens and he's like, fuck off. I'm marrying your daughter and I'm taking her away. Oh, and the dad keeps saying things like, you took my daughter and you made her a scullery maid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she had to like... First, she had to, like, support him while he was in medical school. And then, like, now, like, stay-at-home mom. So they're in Chicago for that. La, la, la. Judd is like, whoops, church is dead. Yeah. They're like, oh, man. And Judd is like, do you love your daughter? Or he's like, did your daughter love this cat? And he's like, yes. And he's like, do you love your daughter? And he's like, yes. And he's like, okay, we're going to bury it tonight. But it has to be tonight. And Lewis is like, okay. Okay, daddy. Okay, my new dad. Okay, new daddy. So then they go and he's like, okay, bury it here, right? In the pet cemetery. And he's like, no, we're going to go over. We're going to break that barrier. We're going to break the barrier. And Lewis is like, um, but Victor told me not to. And the judge's like, who? And he's like, no. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's made clear that there is something compelling judd to do this mm-hmm. obviously the ground itself the the um windigo yes creature that if the spirit possesses you turns you into a cannibal according to indigenous folklore mm-hmm. um so they go because evil is compelling them to and they bury the cat also, and then they go home. Judd like says something that is probably would be my first like. This sounds too like creepy to be real. Like when he's like, "Okay, stay on the trail." Oh yeah. Do not look around. Just look ahead of you, and like if you see shapes, like just don't look at them. Like the fog is weird. They're probably gonna look like faces, but like don't worry about it. If you hear any like weird, really ominous noises, that's just loons. And if they're like funny that way, loons are so funny. Loons that are way. hilarious. Loons are hilarious because they sound like um, 
the evil spirit of a Wendigo. They're funny that way. It's so funny. But anyway, just like keep walking and like just follow me and don't worry about any of it. Mm-hmm. So Judd's like, or I'm sorry. So Lewis is like, okay, dad. And hey, then daddy. they bury the the cat up on the top. He makes the cairn. They go down um, and he goes to sleep. And he's like, oh my God, it's only 8 p.m. I am beat. It feels so late because I was burying a cat. And then the family calls and they're like, we want to talk to you about the cat. And he's like, the cat's great. And then he's like, I haven't seen the cat. And he's like, (laughs) and he's like, let's just not talk about this anymore. Hang up the phone. But Ellie had a dream that the cat died. And she's like, I had dreamed that. And he's like, ignore. Ellie's. I was going to say low-key psychic, but not even low-key psychic. She's like straight up psychic. Ellie's fully dream psychic. Yes. Like a little girl would be in a Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. She's like the little girl version of a mom in a low-dunk book. Yes. Psychic. She's, she's a little bit. She's a little bit. Or I had this thought more in the 2019 movie because um, instead of... So instead Ellie dies and Gage is okay until the end... Um, and Gage is the one having psychic dreams. I thought mm-hmm. they handled that well. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, this is very like Andy in The Shining. This is very red rum. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Pax cow. Pax cow. Pax cow. So he- la la la. Oh my god, the cat's back. Oh my god, the cat came back. It's very dirty. Next day. It smells very bad. It smells very bad. Clearly, it is on dead church. Mm-hmm. Family gets home. They're like, oh, yay, church is okay. Or not. He's weird now. Ellie knows that something's up with the cat. Also, like, in she the, doesn't want to hang out with the cat anymore. In both it's movies. It's like, Del Lewis, yeah. you brought a cat back from the dead. Did you think it was going to be cool? Yeah. Also, in both of the movies, they make the cat mean when it comes back. But in the book it just seemed like nobody liked it anymore yeah it was like falling all over the place it just wasn't itself yeah and, and the that's same for his why, dog next that's door. why it does make a little more sense why he thinks it might be okay if he brings gage back yeah because he because even he's thinks like, to himself even if he's church isn't evil yeah he's, he's just, just gross like, he's just off yeah but like we still love gage we'll still care for gage he'll just be like impaired mm-hmm and if he was born mentally challenged, we would still have wanted him. Yeah. So let's just so do that. So same diff. So he's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll just have to take extra it, care of him. It also seems in, in the in the book, for sure, it's way more of a toss up. Like, yes. is it going to be something evil? Is it not? Because the dog, uh, Judd's dog, when he did that, um, it also was not evil and it never attacked anyone and it died of old age. Yeah. And instead, in both 1989 and 2019, the pets just always come back evil. And so it is much more like, Judd, what is your deal? Yeah. Why would you have advised this, even if the cemetery was compelling you? Well, and it's it makes Lewis seem like a fucking idiot. Yeah. When like when I think a lot more people would be like. Yeah, I would take that risk rather than I would basically do my child to be evil. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, you, I would gamble that. You know, for sure it's not your child. Yeah. If suddenly they come back evil, that's like not how 
souls work. And there was also stuff in the book, too, about how, Obviously, like, we all know that's not how souls work. That's not how souls work. Um, also, in the book, we learn that, uh, like, the longer a body is dead, the, like, more risky it is to bring them back. But do we learn that? Or is he, he just sort of, like telling himself that as an excuse to bring Rachel back after he kills Gage. Well, because before when he's trying to bring back Gage, he is like doing the math because he was thinking about that guy, the Vietnam vet. Oh, And he's like, well, that was like a little bit risky because he had been dead for like X amount of days. So this is like two days fewer. So it'll probably be fine. Yeah, but I don't think he has a basis for that. I don't think so. I think he's He's just just creating some rules. Yeah. But it also He's trying to find the justification. It I prefer but that. I absolutely prefer that because then I can imagine myself doing that too. It's totally, you would rationalize anything to get like yeah the thing you love the most back. Of course, at least there is something to rationalize around. Whereas we don't, we get it at the end of the eighty nine movie. Also, pardon me, guys, I'm getting sick. Um. <laughs> So I see him a little low energy. That's what's going on. Oh, yeah. 1989 movie and 2019 movie. They don't do that. No. At the end of 89, he says that about Rachel. Mm-hmm. 2019. <laughs> 2019 ending is straight up crazy. It's so stupid. It reads like a creepypasta. Yeah. Or like it's my understanding of creepypasta. Tell in the dark or something. It's... Yeah, it turns it into a completely different tone because like, so Ellie comes back, Ellie kills Judd and Gage kills Judd in the book. Then Ellie kills the mom. But then the mom gets there and it seems like the only reason she kills the mom is because the mom won't accept her. Yeah. So she kills the mom, but then immediately drags the mom up to the cemetery and buries her. And the mom comes back right away within minutes and then the mom kills lewis lewis and turns him and then they ellie and rachel drag lewis to the cemetery and then he turns right away and then it shows them all advancing on poor little gage in the car Mm -hmm. and that's how the movie ends and it's fucking stupid it's just like i understand how like i think there is full camp i think there is a way you can make the ending work and that's if you go full camp, like you said. Yeah, it needed to be a slightly different movie because it's funny that then all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm going to create my perfect undead family. Yeah, it is. There is a comedic element it there. It doesn't seem like, oh, and now we will create an army of undead because like you're not going to be able to keep dragging people to that cemetery. No. You will get shot down. So are you, are you just making them all undead just so you can all be happy again as evil creatures yeah i I mean i think yes where did they see that going and then i did like how creepy ellie was when she came back she was pretty creepy she like knew that she had been dead and that did make it seem way more like it was actual ellie which is sad i liked that too yeah i liked it until i didn't (laughs) also um the part where she so the thing with this like evil is that it can like torment you with the thing that you with with things that are real Mm -hmm. they're like hard truths and like it can 
it knows things that are true, but it can twist things too. Yeah. And then it will like tell them to you. And sometimes it will take the form of like a thing you care about Mm -hmm. or like your greatest fear or whatever. And so in the, uh, in the book and in the 1989 version, right? Does Gage turn into, no. Gage turns into Zelda. But not Norma. Not Norma. Okay. In the book. 2019, Ellie turns into Norma. Right. In the book doesn't. In the book, he Gage just turns, says oh, all of the says says that Norma uh, fucked all of his friends because and is we learned that Judd in hell. We learned that Judd used to visit like, the whorehouse, visit like, a whorehouse all the time, and he thought he was like the only one like being bad to Norma, but like it had to happen. Also, it's like very weird and dated. Like it's yeah, and then it's he, some weird gender politics happening. But like, I don't think that that part was true. That Norma I, fucked other people? Yeah. I think that was a lie. Really? Yeah. Maybe she did. Well, it's like she fucked all your friends. Maybe not all, but what maybe like What the fuck like was most. this town? If that's true. He has, okay, let's say he has three friends. Uh-huh. She could fuck two of them. And that's like basically all. I don't think that part happened. Because <laughs> then he's like, and now she's like, she's fucking demons in hell. <laughs> she's like such a fucking slut in yeah, hell right she's now. She's like a real demon slut. And he's like, shut up. That's not Norma. And he's like, I don't know, like. I'm going to fuck Norma when I get back to hell. And I'm too. Oh, God. You know what? In the 1989 version, I actually did cringe at the part with the Achilles tendon. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Oh. It was horrible. But I did he laugh fully out loud. sliced into it. And then he sliced his mouth. Yeah. That was like terrifying. The yeah. I did laugh out loud at the tiny hand because yes. it was very obviously fake. They it could not get the child to do so that. It was so fake. It was so... It was like a little rabbit foot. Well, it's like they... Because they couldn't even, sh- you couldn't even show the kid holding the scalpel because you're not going to hand a scalpel to a child. Well, he was holding it at some point. They gave something to him, but like for anything where you had to be doing, oh, like also anything where you had to see it was truly a scalpel. Yeah. And on top of that, too, like when you're doing these practical effects, you're not going to waste it on like a kid that doesn't know what part he's supposed to be hitting. Yeah. And, like, because then it's like, oh, God, now we got to reset because yeah. the kid fucked it up. <laughs> now we have to reset a blood packet. It's like, no way. Um, That reminds me. There is that part where Gage is dying in the 89 movie and he falls and that kid hits Hit his, his head. head on the door. There was also, okay, Lewis waking yeah. up when he like slammed his head on a table. I was like, oh, my God, that actually happened. <laughs> How did that actor just play on in this scene good for him got injured during this movie also okay there's a part where lewis has gage in a little like baby backpack yeah and he like bends his head to go under the cemetery side got so so close close. like so close to bashing this kid's head actually took gage's head off it's crazy it was so scary it was so close i did i watched that and i was like (gasps) oh Yeah, very worrisome. We almost watched a child die. <laughs> we almost watched a child get decapitated. Like, for real. <laughs> Horrible. That's like dark web shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, there there were a lot of like, when he falls and hits his head, I was like, Gage. Yeah. He's like little baby. And yeah, every time that Lewis is like throwing his body, he's like he's, bonking his head. He really fell back when he saw church and like yes. a bunch of shit fell on him. And they were like, that's the perfect shot. And then he gets scared after like a bad dream and he wakes up in bed and slams his head on the corner of that yes. end table. Yes. 
It was Ouch. crazy. This movie was crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, book, book, book. What happened? Oh, book, book, book. so then um, what happens is Gage kills Judd after telling him, oh, like Norma fucked all your friends and now I'm going to mm-hmm. fuck her. Oh, right. <laughs> and now <laughs> Clem too. And then he's like, bye. And then the m- mom comes home and uh, he's like, I brought, oh, and they did a great job with that in the movie when he's like, I brought you something. I brought you something like mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Yeah. His outfit was so Is, funny. Did the cane? you notice that it was recreating that insane painting the, in Rachel's childhood home? Oh, my God. Of I the woman in the blue roughly dress wearing a top. So, a, a ho- wow. Top hat. No, that painting made hot. me laugh so hard. It is hilarious it's the most hilarious painting i've ever seen go look it up you guys it's this like piggy looking little lady (laughs) piggy looking little lady in a blue dress question mark yeah it's like a velveteen like doublet basically (laughs) she's wearing a gray top hat it and it's like it looks like she just looks like a little piggy lady and who am is I, she? Am I forgetting, but were there multiples of that painting? I only remember one. Okay. And it's when she's I think on, we see it a couple of times. It's is, when what's her name from Star Trek is on the phone mm-hmm. with him and her parents are like sitting opposite her. And the shot is like her on the phone, very serious, and that fucking painting in the background. Yeah, looking down on her. And I'm like, it's dude, bizarre. I can't not see that painting and then gage comes back and he's wearing that outfit he's wearing a little, little outfit top hat and, and the a way cane and when he <laughs> walks like over with the little cane, baby oh my god so cute <laughs> but, but also, also evil so unnerving very weird because he's also all gray and his hair is like parted like um funeral style yeah <laughs> you want your hair funeral style <laughs> or sunny side up <laughs> all right so smoky eye funeral style lip Funeral hair. Funeral hair. Gage funeral hair. In the movie, the way that they like dealt with the funeral hair was like, okay, first of all, when he is brushing his daughter's hair in the bath, I needed him to stop. I I needed him to stop doing that. Would you have brushed her hair like this when she was alive? (laughs) What in fuck's sake are you doing right now? So first of all, Jason Clark Clark put the brush down. Put the brush fucking down. If you are, if you're, if the hair is that tangled, what do you do? You start at the ends. You yes. Start the, he's going straight you, from the and root. like in tiny little yes. strokes. And, and if the hair is long enough, which it is, you can like grab it at the nape of the hair. Yeah. And make so sure that you're you not can, pulling on the kid's head. He is going he is, straight from the scalp. Also, this was hard because I, I had my skull decompression surgery. And so I have a seven inch scar in the back of my head mm. and it had staples and he's, and it shows him uh, brushing the staples. That scar with the staples. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. Jason Clark, Horrible. stop brushing her hair. If you don't know what it's getting stuck on. Also the fact that he, okay, he gets a big clump out in his hand, right? Yeah. Where does he put it? back in the tub yeah what the fuck into the tub with her absolutely not goes back with the brush no absolutely not at that goes point, back for more at that point here's what you do you go i did not put enough conditioner in yeah i gotta put some back conditioner in. in or like i'm put your hair in the water yes and we'll deal with it under there and i'm gonna get a wide tooth comb 
Because also he's using like what, like a boar brush comb or something yeah. like that. It's a bad dad move. Very this is bad. some rookie dad shit. Very bad. Honestly, the mom should have come in and like made. Oh, wait. She, she wasn't there. She didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the biggest crime. Is that hair brushing? Yeah. It was the most cringe, cringy part. Ugh. Very, very bad. Um, I enjoyed in the 1989 version how we got hunky dude getting in the bathtub not knowing what the danger was oh my god even though it ended in rat oh my god i was like a woman is directing this and so a man is derobing and getting in a tub for a nice soak also like this is the difference i I loved that i also loved that he, he was just again his reactions so big chef's kiss he like sees the rat he's like oh uh, like, those are real reactions like jumps out and then he steps, steps on, on the rat. tail <laughs> he steps on its tail and it cracks church has brought both versions for the movies were very funny yes in this one it's it's handsome dad having a soak in the tub and church throws a dead rat into the tub with him <laughs> and he like cannot get out of there fast enough he like is almost screams at the cat and he's like (laughs) and he's like trying to like wipe the blood water off but he can't like oh he's he'll just feel dirty forever very funny and and he (laughs) accidentally steps on it trying to get away and it cracks it's so gross and then in the 2019 version lewis and rachel are like getting frisky Mm -hmm. and about to have sex church drops a still alive and struggling raven on the end of that was great i thought that, that was, was funny crazy i very funny. and that's another part too right in the Where book, like church just keeps doing that yeah just default. constantly i was really mad at him in the book for even the way he treated undead church he kicked it i, I didn't was, like that he, he should not have kicked church. it i was like fuck off if you don't like the cat kill the cat yeah but you can't be, keep abusing it yeah take the neat take the morphine needle yeah. to the fucking cat and put it out stop just like kicking it out it, it's mean it I was don't too care mean if it's undead yeah it was it too mean tried to kill you exactly that's the thing in the book the cat's not mean to him no it's just weird it's just weird and pretty and he clumsy smells dead all the time yeah he smells bad kill the cat if just it's kill cat, it I'm sorry. If your cat comes back from the dead and it's stumbling around everywhere like it's drunk and it smells dead and yeah. it keeps bringing you dead things. Oh, I don't know if I could kill my cat. Kill the cat. I don't know if I could. In a kind way. Yeah. Put it under. Take it to the vet. I did like in the 2019 movie how he went to give the cat the morphine. And then at that moment, the cat went, meow. Like a little precious moment stall. <laughs> like what, me? I'm so precious. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck, I can't do that. And then he like drives off to the forest, lets him out and is like, good luck. But then when church returns home, that's what draws Ellie out. Lures her out into the street. Yeah. I liked that. That made it very clear that it was the cemetery. Yes. I like pulling that too. the strings. But because like in the book, it's implied everything bad. It's just like the cemetery wanted. Yeah. The bodies. Yeah. And then, so he, um, I'm trying to think of where we would be in the book. Oh, right. So then he kills mom. Gage kills, Gage first like pretends to be Zelda, says like, um, you know, I told you I was going to come get you. You killed me, blah, blah, blah. 
turns then into the little painting of the piggy lady. Yeah. This is the movie, not the book. Oh, right. This is the movie. Sorry. In the book, he just then kills her. He turned and like any second, he's going to start going, hello, my baby. Hello, my (laughs) darling. (laughs) Hello, my ragtime gal. I have a small poem prepared for the prince. (laughs) (laughs) The prince is giving a festival. (laughs) A festival? A A festival. festival. The prince is giving a festival. Um. And I then, wish I could remember the prince's full name. That would have been an amazing thing to just like pull that out of my been ass amazing. just then from Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Anyway, I don't remember that. I'm sorry. It's a long ass name. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember what, what the name is. Oh, yeah. It's very long. That's the joke. Um, I was in a production of that play. Really? What part? Um, I. The prince? Was. No, I wish. I was a mouse. Shock. And that, which turned into a horse, Ooh. and then also a bridesmaid. Ooh. So three roles, one one performance, one cup. <laughs> uh, pretty bad, pretty pretty How bad on my you? part. Hmm? How old? Sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, I was in performing arts. Nice. And I auditioned for the part of one of the sisters. Um, ah. But I was really nervous, and like I was just like a weird, unlikable kid, so they didn't. You know, they were like, well, you can't be one of the speaking parts. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're weird and unlikable. Yeah. We all agree. This yes. is fact. You must be a mouse. <laughs> I was one of those slash a horse, slash a bridesmaid. Yes. Yes. Um, Watched that movie a billion times as a kid. The Leslie. The- Leslie Ann Warren version. Anyway, that was the end. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yep, they taped it for TV. Cool. First they taped it for TV with Julie Andrews. She, I think, originated Mm -hmm. the part. And then again in the 70s with Leslie Ann Warren. Mm. And then Brandy. I only remember the Brandy one. That's fair. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so then... Um, oh yeah, little Victorian boy. Little Victorian boy. So Gage uh, kills mom, um, and then um, uh, entices dad over. Yeah, dad is having crazy dreams. Yes, and then he's like, I have to kill Gage. Yeah, and then he's like, Ugh, I have to slam my head on the corner of this table <laughs> really hard. And they're like, you know what? That wasn't in the script, but that's a great choice. I love it. Yeah, and he's like. I will suffer from this for years to come. I have a concussion and I don't know that you're going to check me after we've stopped filming this scene. So then um, he gets his little uh, syringes together. Can you like, do you imagine when they stopped filming? They were like, Dale, you have to stop throwing your body around like this. Like, Thank you for your acting work, but it's out of control. No, there's just like three concussions. Like, can we try this again, but just like a little smaller? And he's like, I don't do smaller. <laughs> I'm Dale fucking Midrift or whatever his last name is. <laughs> Midrift. <laughs> um, so he like flops his way over to the house and to the next door house. And then mm-hmm. he's like, oh my God, Rachel. And then he screams so loud, so, so loud. He screams and screams and screams. It was interesting in the 89 version how Evil Baby evil baby Gage yeah. was able to, 
like bend reality and have it look like the house was all like rotting and mm-hmm. covered in moss. Mm-hmm. And then he sees Rachel's sensible pump mm-hmm. lying midway up the stairs and like on the landing. And <laughs> then everything's normal again. And Cage just is like, I tricked you, daddy. I know. I want to play with you. Come play with me. And then he's like walking down the hallway He's like, Gage, uh, Rachel. And then Rachel falls out of a freaking like, trapdoor attic thing. And he's somehow been hung. Also, I was like, did Gage, Gage do that? Hang that lady. So Gage apparently hangs his mom. Gage has evil strength. I guess he does. Because otherwise, here's the thing, too. I was that like, baby how? is not getting he- through a heel. No. Also, because I, I was like, also, like, it's a baby. <laughs> It's a baby. Like, you can overpower, but you can punt a baby across a room. Yeah. So, he must have super strength. Yeah. He has super evil strength. So, this part was, like, another, like, one of those things where it's supposed to be, like, really upsetting and, like, <laughs> scary, but it is hilarious. It's when he's fighting. He's, a like, doll. struggling <laughs> uh, with a doll. <laughs> He's, again, Dale is giving it his fucking all. He is. He's throwing his body all around. He's like bumping his head mm-hmm. on the hanging body of his wife over and over again. And it is, is just like the most, like it's so tragic that you can't help but laugh. Because you're just like. tiny child is trying to attack him with a scalpel. <laughs> just as he's killed everyone else. He also <laughs> ripped Judd's throat out with his bare teeth. Oh, I so remember that. Yeah. And ate his chin. Yeah, he ate Clearly, his he ate his chin while we weren't looking. I will say, the little actor that plays Gage, he was so cute when he goes to bite his neck. Very cute. He's like, <laughs> it was so cute. I was like, aw. There was not a moment he wasn't cute. He was very Even cute. Even when he was evil. His little evil face he does. <sighs> his little lips. So it's cute. So cute. It's very cute. Like, do the evil face, Gage. <sighs> um. So then he, like, is struggling with this little fucking Chucky doll, like trying to s- stab him with the with the um, syringe. And then he like throws him on the ground, but then also the syringe goes flying. So he gets out another one. He stabs him. And then little Gage gets up and the way he looks at him too is it's so betrayed. Yeah. And he's crying. He's like, it's not fair. Not fair. Not fair. Does he say something like, you're no fun. Yeah. Something like you cheated or you're no fun or something cheated. like that. So he's like stumbles off and the camera follows him around the corner and he just like, <laughs> and then little baby Gage fully trips over something and bonks his head on the door. <laughs> and I was so concerned. I was so worried because when children are small like that, their skulls are not together. Yeah. And like they're but, bouncy. I mean, so I was worried. Kids fall. This is the thing. They do fall. He does bonk his head pretty hard. It was... It looked intense. It looked like it was like imagine like a bowling ball on top of like a little stick figure body. But then he didn't start crying no, right he away. Continues to commit well, to I the mean, role. They did cut away, but not so soon after. No, because he falls down and then he, he falls, just like it looks shows him laying there for a second, sleeping. and then it goes back to Lewis. And then they were probably like, "Can someone check on the baby?" <laughs> He just hit his head really hard. People keep bonking. <laughs> People need to stop bonking in the name of acting. It, and kid who plays Gage is like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Did I'm we get fine. It? 
It happens. It's all part of the act of acting of the act starring Patricia Arquette. <laughs> Extraction? Extraction? My teeth. Um. So then he's like, "Ah, oh, okay. It's been fewer days since Rachel. Rachel. Uh, Rachel just died. It'll be fine." Yeah, if I put Rachel on the ground, it's totally going to be fine. So he does. And then she comes back. And the book ends with her just saying darling and mm-hmm. putting a hand on his shoulder. And then the 89 Okay, I'm sorry. I almost barfed. It's disgust. truly disgusting. <laughs> they made her change the ending to that. Really? Yeah, she had another ending where it was she just walks in and you see over her shoulder, you see him playing solitaire. Uh-huh. And she says, like, hello, darling, or he says it or whatever. And then they were like, we want something a little scarier. And she's like, okay. <laughs> okay. It is so disgusting. <laughs> it's so, uh, I, like, I, like, I'm just like. It's out of control. It's gross for the actors. But also makes no sense. Because no. nobody else was like that. Everybody came back more or less intact. And then here comes Rachel with her brain juice dripping out of it her is eye. Gushing. <laughs> it's gushing. It's like it's a river. And then Lewis just walks up and starts kissing her on the mouth. I'm sorry. With the brain juice gushing over it, their mouth. It you can see it go into his mouth at one point. And I <laughs> I was like, seriously, like, what is that made of? <laughs> because just, those actors are definitely getting it in their mouths. It was uh, it's so <laughs> gross like i like seeing that i was like this is why we have a union like <laughs> this is disgusting it is getting in their mouths it well, it splashes into his open mouth <laughs> open mouth crazy. he like goes to kiss her and his mouth is open and then the brain <laughs> juice squirts in his mouth it's a little river it's a river <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I, and they make really out gross. for so long. A really long time. Like, and then she grabs a knife and it cuts to black. And then he has another one of his screams. <laughs> and it's so stupid. The fact that they made her change it to that is so stupid. It's so disgusting. I really would have rather <laughs> see them fuck. Instead of make out for so long with that brain juice going in his mouth. <laughs> and then the ending to the 2019 version we already said... Um, I'm all on the advancing book. on little baby gauge. <laughs> I like the book ending the most, I think. Me too. Where it's just Definitely. her being like, hello, darling. And then you're just like, well, he's fucked. Yeah. But you don't actually have to see it. You just know it. You don't have to see the make out. <laughs> Guys, you I don't think you understand how out. much brain juice was coming out. It was. It's, look it up. I was like. She okay. has like no eye, really. She has no eye. And which it makes is, it clear that like. Gage maybe ate it. Yeah. Was like, and a lot of skin is missing. Yeah. So he, he ate off her too. And then like, like picture like a, like a quarter. Okay. Picture a quarter. The diameter of the stream coming out of her head is like a quarter. Like the cross section. It is stream. Like, is it so that bad? I think it just is coming out. It's streaming. That. I think it's like it is stream a little Lindsay, here, squirt. You still have it up. It's like a squirt. <laughs> All right, we're gonna watch it live, you guys. <laughs> While you're queuing that up, um, it is so funny. 
the adventures of Rachel and Pascal and their road yes. trip. Yes, I love them together. <laughs> he like convinces her to go, um, even though she doesn't know it. She, it's just like he's talking into her mind. And um, and then it shows him on the plane behind her being just like so proud of her for leaving. <laughs> and then it, um, it shows her like missing the flight. And then it shows her at the um, rental car counter. And he, like, just psychically knows which rental car is available. And he's like, what about the Avis with the large scratch on it? Yeah. And then the the woman at the counter is like, clearly hears him and almost doesn't understand what she's saying. She's like, well, I do have an Avis, but it came out with a rather large scratch on its side. Yeah, or when she's, like, running to catch the plane and the woman's about to close the the door and then he, like holds it open he's like well Mm -hmm. why don't we wait for a second i loved that so he keeps trying to help her along except that like that just resulted in her death and it it being even worse it did oh god all right here it is oh this is oh um i didn't like that line at all what was it the soil of a man's heart is stonier than a then you whatever you tend there to blah 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 i was like this is some fucking like men and women are from mars oh yeah 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 okay so let's narrate what he's doing okay he's very bloody so there's handsome he's hot he's he's so so hot he's a hunk he's a hunky licious so he's sitting down with a with a deck of cards he's setting up a solitaire he's looking like kind of he's looking sad and crazed but also like really just looking forward to his date he's like resigned he's got, like a little smile oh, on his tiny face smile. He's, tiny like, smile. Time. he's like <laughs> jack and then we don't see what the other cards are he's playing solitaire and then on the he ground. looks up and there's rachel's disgusting ass hand having oh, he's dug so herself. happy he's, he's so happy, so happy. He's she so has happy. bloody ass knees walking in so we're we only see. seeing lewis oh he's so excited oh her knees are so bloody she has one shoe on sad piano music we're looking down on him he just looks like a sad little boy oh time's up the thing just rang oh he's we gonna get up why he's just oh, this so, is so ha- disgu- i just i just know what's gonna happen oh, oh it is a lot it's a lot oh, oh no 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 oh no <laughs> it goes in his mouth it goes in his mouth it's so disgusting ew oh my god oh she must have <sighs> been oh so angry with him because that was so clearly his fault that it went in their mouths that it went in their mouths (laughs) no ew ew okay so it's not that big of a stream it is it's not that big of a stream but it is spurting it's spurting and the thing is brain pus and it is spurting it's pus like it's pus like it's not just clear it's like yellowish yellowish pussy and so just and and it's like kind of streaming and then she looks up and then it really begins like coming out Mm -hmm. and then he max on it and he does it in a way that it accidentally gets all over their mouths and you can i think kind of tell that they're like oh just keep going yeah because they're like i don't want to have to do many more takes we need to get the shot (laughs) ew it's so it's so so like (sighs) seriously it is that is one of the most disgusting things i've ever seen on tv Mm -hmm. wow it's foul 
Yeah. It's foul. And that is for the 1989 version. Yes. I say watch the 1989 version for sure. I like yes. it a lot. Yeah. You can skip 2019. Yeah. And the book is good. You can either watch it when it comes out or skip it altogether, honestly. Yeah. I would say maybe, I mean, very skippable. support horror, I guess. So if you want to go see it in a movie, in the movie theaters, go uh, ahead. But honestly, I don't think it needs the support that much. <laughs> I mean, Horror's Stephen King supported fine. it. So there you go. Yeah. Well, it's his book. Yeah. It's but fine. you know, he hated The Shining. Well, that's just because it was such a different take. Very different. Yeah. Um, but he wrote the 1989 version. Yeah. Mm. And he got to be in it. He was not in the 2019 version. New. Um, so overall, liked it. Um really liked the book. Um, very sad. The whole just ordeal of him digging Gage up, like knowing this is insane. What am I doing? But then he can't leave his son in the ground. Mm -hmm. He can't do it. Also, he goes like in the dead of night in the book. In the 1989 version, he's like, it's daytime. Full daylight. Full day. It's like, we cannot afford dead of night, no, buddy. cannot. Let's and go. And then we, am I crazy? Do we just not see it like at all in the 2019 version? Or do we see him dig one fucking bit? Or do we cut to him like opening the casket? I can't remember. I think it's maybe just, yeah, we just see him open the casket. And you're and like, oh, that's is. what he's done. So rushed, very rushed. And then he's like holding her and he walks for a little bit. But again, it's supposed to take a very fucking long time to get to this other burial ground. And in the 2019 version, it starts taking an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And then like two minutes. Yeah. And everybody's just coming back coming back coming back yeah. right away yeah yeah it's dumb it is dumb um but if you liked it good for you <laughs> you know keep on keeping on keep on keeping on um don't let us steal that from you yeah um, follow your bliss i just didn't i didn't connect with the movie at all live your truth yeah it was just i felt nothing whereas when i watched I the nothing. 89 version today i cried again i cried when gage died oh really yeah I don't think I cried at all, but I was more moved than I was in the 2019 version. Mm -hmm. um, so that is uh, Pet Cemetery. I'm glad that we actually got to talk about both movie versions. Me too. Um, that worked out. We really did our homework, guys. We are like the Pet Cemetery experts we at this point. We put so many hours into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we always put like about two to four hours of reading time mm -hmm. every week. But this is a, then, a long book. One to two hours of, to two and a half yeah. hours of recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This book took like, what, five? Well, I read, I was on a plane, so I was lucky I didn't wasn't distracted at all. Ah. So I read almost all of it except for like right before he comes back. So like 20 minutes of reading um, on a like three hour and 45 minute flight. Um, But I always read faster on planes because like I get really distracted when mm -hmm. I'm like in my own at home or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this was a lot longer of a book and then we watched two movies. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, next week, we are covering Down a Dark Hall by Lois Duncan. Yes. Uh, With Lodunk correspondent. Patrick Ellers. Peels. Peels. <laughs> Peels. Peels. Uh, so that's gonna be really fun. Um, you are not at all required to read along, but you may do so if you like. Um, if you want to support our show, 
you can write a positive review on the podcast app of your choice. Uh, or you can tell a friend, tell someone about us, tell one person about our show. Yeah. Um, at least. <laughs> uh, or you can go to patreon.com slash teen creeps and you can get a lot of cool uh, extra content and support our show, which really means a lot to us. And our show on socials, all socials is teen creeps pod. And we're also on Facebook if you're into that. Um, and that is all the biz, I think. All the biz. Cool. Cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. And keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>